We are continuing in Sefer Shemuel Aleph. Last time, David was, uh, he was ratted out by, by the Zifim, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure. Yeah, Shemuel dies. No way, I know, but first, what happens? Way before David. Here, David Misham, Yeshim, and Gedi. Way Kasher Shav Shaum, Achrek Lishtim. In David Min Bar and Gedi. Okay, so the Zifim was the first round. Yeah. Zifim was the first round in which Shaul had to get called away because the Pilishim had come, right? The Pilishim mm-hmm. came and he had to go chase down the Pilishim. That was called Selah Machlekot. Then, when he finishes with the Pilishim, he hears that David had gone to En Gedi. So Shaul goes to there. Now, this time, Shaul he goes into one of the caves to go to the bathroom. David sees him. And his, he has this uh, discussion with his people. Uh, let's go kill him. This is uh, Hashem said, your enemies are going to be destroyed before you. This and that. And then David is about to give in, but then he realizes, no. And he t- tells his people off. He says, no, I'm not going to kill the Mashiach Hashem. This and that. But he get, then starts speaking to Shaul. He rips the end of, edge of his, his clothes, his, uh, his begged. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Shaul that I could have killed you. But, you know, I kept you alive. Stop chasing me. What are you chasing? Why are you, why are you coming after me? What did I do to you? And then Shaul has this moment of clarity. You know, there are certain things that pierce this, uh, this, um, this mania of Shaul. And the realization that David could have killed him right now, and he didn't, caused Shaul to see the truth for a moment. And uh, Shaul says, oh, my son David, I know that you're going to be king. He admits that David is going to be king. Please don't kill my family whenever you become king. And... Shaul doesn't promise he's not going to chase him anymore because he knows that you know his part of his part of his split personality. He doesn't know when his other personality is going to come he up. Did? Doesn't even realize that he has a split personality. I think he realizes that he can get very carried away, and like, is that stuff that he, I think he's a little bit then. scared of himself, Shaul. You know, I think back then it didn't exist for you to think about yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, someone and, and it sounds like from Tehillim that David does David a lot of thinking about himself. That's David. He was on the run. Hey, Shaul is also a great man. I don't know. I think these people did think about themselves. Actually, they probably thought about themselves more than we do. Yeah. Something else to do. Especially if you say, Yeridata Dorot, and these people are on a higher level. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means, Yeridata Dorot is a complicated topic. Okay. So, um, he says, please do not destroy my descendants. He doesn't promise that he's not going to chase David. So, David, he goes to the Mitzudah, right? He runs to the Mitzudah with his people someplace in the desert. Okay. And Shaul... Goes on his goes to his house. Now, in the ne- the beginning of chapter twenty-five, Shemuel dies, and one of the reasons the Radak says that it says that here is because now that Shaul has admitted that David is going to be king, Shemuel's prophecy has come to yeah, yeah. come has has become fulfilled. So now Shemuel is dead. Also, according to the Gemara, Shemuel had to die before Shaul's death, which will come at the end of the book, yeah. because God didn't want Shemuel to see. That the work his of his hand died Because it would have made him very sad Okay uh, Another opinion by the way that Why it says that um, That Shemuel died Is to explain Why David Goes in this first pasuk To the desert of Paran Which is over the Jordan David runs away to the desert of Paran Now the reason According to the Mitzudat David Is because when Shemuel's When Shemuel died that meant a lot of Jews were going to go to Shemuel's place in Ramah, where he was buried, which 
is near the desert of Yehuda where David was hiding. Could be people so David was scared that people were going to cross and they're going to see him on their way to going to visit uh, Shemuel and they're going to try to kill him. So David ran away outside the territory technically of Israel to the desert of Paran. Actually, it was Israel because, you know, we own that too. But outside, uh, you know, on the eastern half of the Jordan River. Okay, so that's according to the Mitzvah David, what's going on here. Pasuk Bet, now, now we open up a completely different story. Okay, while David was going to, to Paran, it seems like he had to make friends with certain people, he had to form certain alliances, and he needed food and provisions. So we're going to discuss one of the stories that happened to David while he was in this, you know, while he was running away from Shaul, and while he was keeping himself far distant in Paran. One of the stories that occurred to him as it relates to how he was able to get food and what was going on. Because like the Tanakh doesn't tell us every detail, okay? But there must have been, David you know, had an army of 400 men that were with him, and 600 men that were with him. And, and there, there were needs that they had and they must have had interactions with the locals and things like that. So this is going to be one of the interactions with the locals that, that the, the Torah is going to describe, that the Tanakh is describing. Why describe only this one? We're gonna talk about that. Um, probably because it ends up explaining how David married one of his wives. Okay, fine. Okay? So, Pasuk so, Bet. There was a man in Ma'on, and his work was in the Carmel. This is the first time we see Carmel, like think of Eliyahu and Avi later on? Uh, yeah, but that's a different one. That's Har Carmel. This, there, I think there are two Carmels oh. in the Tanakh. Um, any place that has... Uh, uh, plantings and trees can be called a Carmel. So it could have been a, it could have been a place that had a lot of, uh, mm. a lot of. It, it could have been a name that applied to many places. Mm. Like a I think there, like a this is Shem Ir Yehuda. The story of Eliyahu happens in the north. In the north yeah. So this is a different Carmel. Okay. Yeah. So he's in the Carmel, in the south, where David is hiding. David is somewhere in the south. Yeah. Okay, and he had a lot of money. His work was in the Carmel region. And he was a great he man. He was not hiding in the south. He went over the west. David, David went, went east. east. And so in Midbar Yehuda, I'm saying south, technically, of the southern part of Israel. Okay, even though it's on the east of the Jordan? The, yeah, because the Midbar area, both in Jordan and in Israel, You're the Midbar south. is yeah. in the south, the southern yeah. region. Okay? okay. Oh, and this man was a great man, meaning very wealthy. He had 3,000 sheep, and 1,000 goats. And it was at the time when he was shear, shearing his sheep in the Carmel. Now, what does the story remind you of? When did we see a person have a party for shearing his sheep? Shmuel, no? No. Okay, so the, what, what do we know about that? That people, they would have these like parties... Whenever they would shear their sheep. It was a time of celebration of the Parnassah that God gave them. It was a time when people would know that, ah, he's, he's, doing, a, he's doing his sheep shearing ceremony. I don't know. But it's a symbol of, of wealth. And it was a happy time. It was a time when there was abundance of, of, of uh, Parnassah. Okay? Naval. The name of the man was Naval. And the name of his wife was Abigail. Tovat Sechel Vifat To'ar. She was a very wise woman, a smart woman, and she had nice form. She was pretty. But he was a tough man. He had bad actions. And he was from the tribe of Kaleb. Okay, he was from the uh, Kaleb, meaning he was from. Where is he Kaleb from? Kaleb and Yefune. The Mate. The Mate Dan. 
No, Yehuda. Kalev was from Yehuda, so it doesn't make sense why he would be in the su- southern area of Israel where Yehuda's territory is. Okay. So they're related somewhat. What? David Melech Yehuda must be distant cousins. They're both Yehuda. David Melech is from is from Yehuda. This guy's also from Yehuda. Oh, is David Melech related to Kalev? So the Gemara does mention something like that. No. I don't know. Look, look it up, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'm saying with David and Naval are somewhat related. They're both Yehuda, the same tribe. Oh, oh, oh. Interesting point. It's like they're, 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 they're a team that we like of tribe. It's an interesting point. Okay. Good point. Um, okay. Look, I don't, I, look it up, honestly. Could you look it up? Yeah, what am I Kalev, Kalev's relationship to David. I'm just curious. Is there any like midrash that talks about it? No, it's written in English. Was David a descendant of Kalev? Okay, while you're looking that up. So there's this big party going on. The man is named Naval. Now Naval means like a like a wicked person. It means like a disgraceful person. His name is wicked. His yeah. It's a thing that happens in Tanakh often is that the people are named by their actions, right? Now it could have been that people in the town oh, would call him Naval. Talks about in Divrei right? I mean? It says David and then traces back to Caleb. He was also therefore progenitor of the Davidic house. Wow. Okay. According to according to Thing he was one of the, the ancestors ancestors of the Davidic house. So it's interesting. Kalev was thus the father of Ur from his second wife Ephrat. Very I mean, Aleph Perikbet Okay, interesting. So David hears in the desert that Naval is shearing his sheep. So David sends ten um, uh, of his servants. And David says to these servants, Alu Charmela Uvatemel Naval. El Naval, go to the Carmel and come to Naval, and ask him how he's doing on my behalf. Okay, and you should say to him, This should continue forever, meaning this shall live on. Your wealth, your abundance, the sheep shearing should continue. You should have peace with the Shalom, and your house should be peace, should have peace. And everything. That you have should be peace. Ve'ata, shamati ki gozezimlach, and now I've heard that they are shearing for you, that your sheep are being sheared. Ata haroim asher lecha. Now, but listen, your uh, shepherds that belong to you, hayu imanu, they were with us. Lo echlamnum, we didn't shame them. Ve'lo nifkad lahem meuma, they didn't lose any of their possessions. Kol yemehe otam b'karmel, all the days that they were in Carmel. What's going on here? What's David's proposition to Naval? To Naval, she'alat ne'arecha. Ask your servants. Ve'yagidulicha, ve'yagidulicha, and they will tell you. Ve'imtsu ne'arim chen be'necha, and let my servants find favor in your eyes, Naval. Ki al yom tov banu, we've came on a good day for you when there is abundance. Tena na'at asher kimsa yadecha la'avadecha uvinchali David. Please give whatever you can, whatever you you can afford, to your servant and to your son to David. Now, what's David's proposition here? What exactly did David do for Naval? What is he asking in return? 
So there, there's some backstory here that we haven't read that's not explicit in the Navi. And that's the backstory of what David was doing with his people when they were roaming around running away from Shaul. Oh. So at some point, David and his people bumped into the servants of Naval. Now, Naval, we said his, he lived where? Naval was from? Yeah. From? It says in the Carmel. No, Ma'aseu He was from Ma'on. Um, and his shepherds were in the Carmel Probably they had to go somewhere where there was better pasture right? Yeah. So a lot of these shepherds A big problem they have is that they're always being attacked By other people, they're being attacked by foxes They're, they're killing moving them. different places they're, they're, They need protection, they're shepherds okay? And if they don't have protection then the whole business Enterprise could fall apart If someone comes and raids their sheep And their flock and kills all of them or something like that Right? So at some point David and his people His 600 men were offering Protection to these shepherds of Naval, and the Tanakh doesn't give us that backstory. We we know of the backstory through the way David is talking to Naval, mm. and now David is saying, "Look, now this is a good day for you. We were offering protection to your servants. You could even ask them, and they'll tell you how much protection we offer them. Please give us a little bit of food now that it's a good day for you. It's not a crazy request, especially in, in light of what David did for him." Mm. So the servants of David came and they spoke to Naval, as all the things that David told them. Beshem David, that in the name of David they said it. And they rested. Wait, so he told this to the servants? David told his servants, go in my name and tell Naval oh, that we offered servants, you protection. Please servants. give us a thing and, and please find favor in our eyes. Understood. And then he said, you can even go ask your servants mm. and they will tell you that this is true so that my servants find favor in your eyes. Okay? So they come, they, they tell uh, Naval all of these things, and then they rest. Why does the Pasuk tell us that they rest? They, they rested? That they, didn't, Why do they, they listened to him right away. That they listened to David, and they didn't stop until they, got, they fulfilled David's message. Loyal. Shows you how loyal David's servants are. Okay? So the Naval answers the servants of David, and he says, Who is David, and who is this uh, son of Ishai? These days there are so many servants running away from their masters. Meaning he thinks he's a slave of Shaul. He's saying that this guy should be a servant of Shaul. Where's what is he doing uh, running off on his own, acting like he owns the place? What he go go back to the house of Shaul and serve Shaul. What are you doing uh, acting like you're you have an army for yourself? He's criticizing David and he's he's mocking David in the process. And this also shows you that he was kind of like an elitist. That Naval, he's a wealthy man, he probably had a lot of servants. And probably when he would go to his country club and to hang out with his other rich friends, they would talk about all the servants who are leaving their, their masters, they're running away from their masters. So he's, uh, these are, this is the language he knows. He's familiar with servants running away from masters. Maybe Naval was also a brutish master to his own servants and he had a lot of servants running away from him. We know he wasn't a good guy. We know he wasn't a good guy. So he, he had Ra'ma'alalim, the Pasuk says. Yeah. Right? How often do you so, say that about someone? Right. So you could say that he probably had his own servants who didn't like him and would run away from him. He's saying, oh, look, there are so many servants running away from their masters. It's not only me. It's also Shaul. But in the course, he's mocking David as if David is like a slave or something. Okay, so his response is terrible. I should take my food and my water and the slaughtering that I did for my sheep shears and I should give it to people that I don't even know where they've come from who they are why would I do that? 
if you leave the 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 story about him about David helping his servants aside, yeah, this is not such a it, bad thing. What it's not such a crazy thing. Not such a crazy thing. Oh, but random, yeah, not random. But this guy who's leaving, he's running away from fugitive. the king right now. He's a fugitive. I'm supposed to now help the fugitive. Right. On the flip side, his tone his tone is is, is belittling. Yes. Right. So even if you could say, okay, I understand that. Now we know that the story, the backstory of David's servants helping out Naval's servants, his shepherds, is true. We know it's going to be true because we're going to see it. It it becomes it becomes validated in the course of the story. Naval's own servants are going to say that this is this all happened. So. In light of that, and in light of the fact that his tone was very belittling, we're going to see how David responds. It's not going to be well. Okay? The servants of David go back on their way. They come back. They tell David exactly what occurred. So David says to his people, Each person should gird their sword. And each man girded their sword. Gam David and also David girded his sword. About four hundred of his men came with him, four hundred of his six hundred. And two hundred were left behind to guard whatever they had. Okay, so that's David's response. Now there's an interesting Gemara in Sanhedrin. They learned from this that when it comes to Dinin Nefashot and you're in the Sanhedrin, who is the first person who has to voice his opinion on whether the person the is oh, the youngest? No, the youngest. The youngest. Because if the oldest one voices of the, the opinion, young ones get scared. the young ones are going to get scared. So what does the Pasuk say? Yeah. So David waited for everyone to take, pick up his sword. And then David did it. It's a, it's a difficult, it's actually a difficult proof because David is the one who told them to gird their sword. But the Gemara learns from here that the, son, the leader, the highest person of the Sanhedrin has to voice his opinion last yeah. when it comes to the nefashot in order so that the lower level judges don't get scared by the elder's opinion. Okay, so that is the intro to the story and we'll see if David ends up uh, executing Naval and if David kills Naval or not. Amen, amen, amen.